Hello, everybody. Glad to have you with me. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. Coming to you live, well, somewhat, from the heart of Cajun country, where I think I've seen more rain in the last two weeks than we did all of last hurricane season, which was a lot. And I'm glad to see it going. So other than that, how y'all doing? Today's going to be a good show because we're going to be talking about sound bars. And anybody who's just about anybody that has a flat screen TV has at least pondered whether or not they wanted to get a sound bar. And I can promise you by the end of this episode, you might want to. (laughs) I can almost pretty much guarantee you might want to. So what we're going to do today, run through a little bit of stuff on soundbars, some of the connections, what the terms mean. And at the end, if you stick with me, I'll give you a few that I put on my list that I think is probably some of the best ones out there right now. So you can stick around for that. If you don't want to stick around for that, well, just stick around anyway. But you can also head to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. You can go check out the show prep. I'll have everything in there, linked and prices and everything else like I normally do when I give my little lists like this. So you have all of that so you can see all of these for yourself. That's going to be the show prep right underneath the embedded player on the homepage. And while you're out there, you can check out just about all of the other stuff that I have on there too, which has to do with the podcast, all kinds of cool stuff, different articles, different reviews. The Tozo T10 Bluetooth wireless uh, earbuds are in there now. So got that one up and done. But the cool thing that I just did, and if you are a pretty good, if you're a gamer and you are on Discord, I actually just started a Discord server for the podcast so you can get everything like that. And there's a few things that I'm thinking of doing with it once everything gets started, but I just need to get some people in there right now. So if you want to do that. Head over to the website, the little pop-up that comes up when you first get to the page, whether you do it on mobile or if you do it through the regular browser, Chrome, Firefox, what have you, there's going to be a pop-up. At the bottom of that pop-up, there will actually be an invite link to the Discord server, so you can join up with that. There's going to be a lot of different links and chats and stuff in there. I have one for Raspberry Pi, one for Mac stuff, one for Windows stuff. Um, I'm thinking about doing an actual live show to uh on just for discord members you know maybe once a week something like that i'm i'm still kind of teasing it i do have the channel built for it but i hadn't decided if i'm going to actually do it yet or not or if i'm going to use it for something else so but there's going to be a lot of good conversation and good chat over there so if you have any issues or anything like that you can go over there get some help from me and other people that are in the group so you know discord is a really cool community and Everybody that I've ever met on there is really cool and willing to help. So if you're having any kind of issues, you could join me and some other people once they join on there and we can kind of talk through your issues, give you some ideas of what may be causing it and how to fix it. Or if you want to, you can always email me too, downsouthit at gmail.com. That always works as well. Or if you on the website, you can scroll all the way to the bottom and there's a handy dandy form right there on the website that you can use to shoot me a message through the website. However you want to do it, it's up to you. There's so many different ways to get a hold of me and ask questions and anything like that. So Discord is going to be kind of the new one going forward. Uh, We'll probably do some stuff on there just for Discord members only. So if you want to get on that, that way you'll have kind of access to stuff first because that's kind of what I'm going to start doing, trying to get 
I'm going to still do stuff on Facebook. That's, you know, a very main channel for the podcast, obviously. But I, I need to kind of single them out a little bit and kind of give them a little something extra, you know. So if you want to join me on Discord over there, I'll start doing stuff like that, you know, for that. And I'm, like I say, I'm, it's still in the working phases, but we can get some conversation started and some build started and different things like that on there. So please come join me over there. Remember, hit up the website, downsouthitpodcast.com, and you can check that out. The link is right there when it pops up, and it's also at the very top of the page. You can just look for the Discord icon, click on that, and it should take you straight to the, the Discord server. So let's get into the fun stuff now. We can jump into it. Why do you want or why do you need a soundbar? There are a few different reasons. And probably the top three, I would I'll venture a guess that most people would be using is going to say, one, my TV speakers suck, <laughs> which most speakers in that are embedded in flat screen TVs now are really small. They're really quiet. You know, they're not nearly loud enough. So that's probably going to be the main one that you're going to be using that as basically in a replacement for your TV speakers. The next one is you want a better quality audio. By doing that, you use different configurations of speakers and you use different things uh, like DTS or Atmos uh, that was developed by Dolby. We'll kind of talk about those here in just a minute. And that way you get a better quality of sound out of you know whatever you're doing. If you're watching Blu-rays, if you're streaming 4K video, something along that line. That way you have a better quality of experience while you're watching whatever it is you're watching. Because it's no fun to have a bright, gorgeous 4K display and you're trying to watch like Avengers Endgame or something like that and it's crystal clear, but the sound sucks. You know, that just takes away from the entire movie and you don't want to do that. So that would be another reason that you would possibly want to get a sound bar. Another one and probably the most extreme version would be that you want a complete surround system for a really immersive experience. So say you're building kind of a theater room or you just want to turn your living room into a home theater. Might not be something you use all the time because granted I have surround sound in my living room also, but I don't use it all the time. Uh, I do use it when I'm watching movies and different things like that just to kind of get the full effect of the movie and how it was intended to be watched. So, you know, it might be something like that. So if you want like a complete surround sound system, then you could use a sound bar with a couple of additional speakers to do that for you. Now, there are a lot of acronyms and different things as far as audio and home audio that get thrown around a lot that most people don't really know. Probably two of the biggest with home theater systems and sound bars and things like that are Atmos and DTS. DTS is actually, it's a codec. So it's something that it's a digital codec that when it's used on supported hardware, like a sound bar or something like that, then the audio signal can be split into different channels. So that way you can have things playing off of a Blu-ray or a DVD and have it split between the front speakers and the back speakers. So that's the big thing with DTS. That actually lets the signal get split among different speakers and subwoofers and different channels. 
So if you have something that says it's DTS, that means it can play all of the separate channels that are embedded in like a DVD or, you know, a Blu-ray or something along that line. Now, as far as Atmos goes, that basically takes that DTS idea of splitting the channels and completely and utterly goes nuts with it. Because what Atmos does is it has it can take up to 128 tracks that can be embedded into a Blu-ray DVD, you know, whatever film or whatever it happens to be. And what it is is not only is it the 7.1 surround sound that you would get like at a theater or anything like that, so you'd have you know all of the channels all the way around you, but it also has the spatial and metadata for each of those sounds with embedded in each of those channels. So what that does is not only does it have the actual channels, but it'll have how far away that sound should be from the listener. So not only do you have all the different channels, but you also have how far away that noise should sound embedded in each of those channels. So you can have you know, one thing in right up and close to your face, you know, in one channel, one of the speakers in the back could be very far away. You could hear footsteps coming up to you and it would get louder as you, as they got closer. And the cool thing about Atmos on top of all of that is that it uses speakers that normally shoot straight up at the ceiling at usually kind of a a steep angle because the whole idea with Atmos is they want to envelop you in the atmosphere of the movie. So they want to bounce that sound off the ceiling of wherever you are. That way you can not only get sound from all around you, but also on top of you. So Dolby Atmos is a really cool technology that lets you feel like you're right in the middle of whatever you're watching. And to be honest, I've heard a couple of Dolby system, uh, Atmos systems, and they are really, really, really good. So it just depends on how many speakers are in that system and it depends on where they're firing. So let's say you have your bright, shiny new soundbar and you're wondering exactly how you're going to hook the thing up to whatever it is that you have. There's a few different connections that you're going to find on most soundbars and the first one being RCA. These are the old school plugs. These are analog plugs that have been for left and right channel audio those nifty little red and white plugs that we've been dealing with ever since the 70s. And I know everybody knows what those are (laughs) because most people still use them, believe it or not. And for what they are, they're great. But when you're talking, you know, surround sound and different codecs and different things like that, analog is not going to cut it at that point. You know, you're going to need digital signals. Now, if that's all you have, that's all you have. But, you know, you'll get the sound and it'll still sound a lot better than what you have. But that's not really the way you want to go, just being that it's old school. So the new school version of analog is the three and a half millimeter auxiliary jack. So this is basically the exact same cable that you would plug your phone into a powered speaker It's the exact same cable. And basically, that's the new version of RCA where It still has those two channels. It's still analog, but everything travels through one cable. So next step up would actually be Toslink or optical fiber. And I'm sure you've all seen the, if you have a newer TV, more than likely you do have one of these jacks on the back of your TV. It's kind of a D-shaped kind of funky thing that lights up red. 
So if you've ever seen it, that's what it is. It's a fiber, optical fiber audio cable. And the actual name for it is a Toslink cable, T-O-S-L-I-N-K. And what it does, it uses light pulses to send the digital sound information to whatever it is that you're sending the sound to, whether it be a sound bar, whether it be a home theater system, you know, the, the head unit for a home, an entire home theater system. It sends all of that information to whatever device is going to do the processing for it, usually either your sound bar or your head unit, and sends out the channels, you know, accordingly from there. So being that this one is light, it is a digital signal. And I went into a lot more depth on these in episode 206. So if you wanted to go and check that out, you can just look up the, you can look up the the show prep for that on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com, or go check out the embedded player on there and then just kind of scroll down until you find episode 206. Or if you really want to go find it on SoundCloud, I got it on there as a playlist for each season. You can check that out also. But the new school way to do all of this is going to be audio return channel. And they call it ARC, A-R-C. And what it is, is that the signal from either your Blu-ray player, your cable box, whatever it happens to be, passes through your sound bar, goes up to the TV, and then using what they call ARC, you know, audio return channel, the TV sends that sound signal back to the sound bar to be played through that. So that way it's just one cable, you plug it in, and you go to town. And it's all digital. Everything works. You know, it it separates all the different channels, just like everything else. But it's a lot easier being that it's only one cable. Now, I do have to mention that not only do the soundbar have to support this feature, but also your TV has to support the feature and not only support it, but usually you have to actually turn it on on the TV for it to work. So if you want to go that route to do it, you do have to make sure that everything, you know, will play nice together. <laughs> and if it's newer TVs and newer sound bars, usually you won't have too much of a problem with that. But you will have to go ahead and enable that feature on the TV before it'll work. Now, when you're talking sound bars and sound systems, especially, you get a lot of numbers thrown around like 2.0, 2.1, 4.1, 5.1, different, you know, different surround sound numbers. And basically all that does is tell you how many speakers are in that system. If you have a 2.0, it's just two channels. So you have two speakers. If it's 2.1 or anything with a 0.1, it's going to have a subwoofer attached or a wireless subwoofer in most cases, at least nowadays. So if you have like a 5.1 surround sound, then you have two speakers up front, two speakers behind you and a center channel speaker, which is your fifth one. The point one is the subwoofer. So altogether, you have six speakers. 4.1, same thing, just no center channel. So it just, that's basically the, the difference between all of those. Now, they do have sound bars that are two channel, which are left and right, and they do have 2.1. And there are different types of 2.1 sound bars. You could have ones with integrated subwoofers. You could have ones with wireless, you know, or wired subwoofers it just kind of depends so depending on the model you know it's whether or not where that subwoofer is some of the ones with built-in ones really aren't that great you don't get a whole lot of good sound out of them but there are a few 
that really, really do sound good with the integrated subwoofer. In fact, I'm going to give you one in a little while. And one of the other things that you see on the box, and they usually make a big deal out of it, they put it in huge letters right on the front of the box, 400 watt, 300 watt, 250 watt, blah, 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 blah. Now, does that really matter? And to a point, kind of, but not really. Uh, what you really want to look for is not the total wattage on the box. And that's what that number is. That's your total wattage. So that's going to be every single speaker plus the subwoofer, which your subwoofer is probably going to make up at least 100 watts of that just by itself, more than likely more. So take that number with a grain of salt, look on the back of the box and kind of compare wattage, you know, that way. That way you know which ones, which speakers are getting what wattage. Now, whenever you're getting into sound bars and different things like that, most speakers are going to run between 10 and 25 watts per what they call them drivers. So each speaker would be considered a driver. So multiple drivers within a sound bar. So you could have, you know, three drivers for your left channel, three drivers for your right. Each one of those would make up, you know, your speaker. So it just kind of depends on the make and model, different things like that. But the trick is you want to find something between 10 and 25 watts per speaker. And the reason why you won't get that is because most speakers on your TV are going to be between three and five watts. So anything that you get over that is going to be a vast improvement. So let's say, for example, you looking at a 2.1 surround sound you know, sound bar, and it's a 60 watt sound bar and 120 watt subwoofer. So what you're going to look at is, okay, it has six speakers. So it has six drivers at 60 Watts. Each one is 10 watt. That's not bad. Okay. We can hang that. We can hang with that. Not only is that, if it has six across the front, you most likely is going to be two for your left channel, two for the right, two for the center. It's just, you know, they'll, they'll kind of break them up like that. It won't be a true center channel, but it'll, they'll kind of space them out. That way you get a big sound from the bar. So that way you have a 60 watt bar, 120 watt subwoofer. That's going to be kind of the normal realm, give or take. And a 60 watt soundbar is actually going to be fairly loud and a lot louder than your regular TV speakers. If you find something a little, little heavier than that, maybe a 90 or 100 watt bar, that's perfectly fine. A lot of the manufacturers do like to make the, the actual soundbar that sits under the TV fairly small. They want it wide, but they want it fairly small. So a lot of times you're not going to get that many, that much wattage, you know, number, quote unquote, wattage from the actual sound bar because they like to keep everything in such a small package. Now, the subwoofer, again, is going to be 100 to 150 watt, more than likely by itself. There's usually a few different sizes in those. And really the only tip with that is the bigger the speaker, the deeper the bass and the more wattage it's going to pull. More than likely, if it's going to be a smaller type subwoofer, you're going to look at like a six or a six and a half inch subwoofer. If you get into the bigger, like full home theater systems, those could get either eight inch or 10 inch subs. It just kind of depends. Um, there's even some that actually have dual subs when you get into like the real crazy home theater systems. But 
usually a sound bar will only have one and it's going to be in the five five and a quarter inch to uh six and a half inch range more than likely there are there is one that i'm going to list on my list that actually is a shallow mount sub so that's actually a kind of cool feature but nowadays if you're getting something with a subwoofer especially a, a newer sound bar more than likely it's going to be a wireless one so you're really only going to have to worry about power for it and that's actually a really handy thing to have because running a cable from the soundbar to the subwoofer sometimes can be a major pain and usually the cables that they they give you with the soundbars are not exactly the longest things on the planet and most times you do end up having to get longer cables whenever you really shouldn't have to because Gotta love manufacturers for stuff like that, but it is what it is. So now one other quick thing too, before I wrap up is go and listen to something that you're planning on buying. This kind of thing is something that you really can't buy sight unseen. Not that you can't, you can't it, it's, but if you want, if you want something that's going to sound good and you know, it's going to sound good, then you need to listen to it first. Now, that's whenever you head to, you know, your Best Buy, your, you know, different uh, department stores. Walmart has a few of them set up usually and listen to it. But take that with a grain of salt. It's not always it's uh, well, not always. It's not going to sound the same in the store as it does in your house. And the reason I say that is because when you listening to it in a store, you're in usually a very carpeted place or a very wide open place so that sound just keeps traveling whenever you're in a in your house it's going to be a much smaller room so things are going to bounce a little bit so just know that it's probably going to be louder in your house than it will at the store but what you want to listen for when you're listening you want to listen for cracks for crackles for clarity You want to listen for things like that. That's stuff that won't change depending on the room you're in. You want to make sure that whenever you get something like that, if it's something that can be adjusted, okay, you can adjust bass, you can adjust treble, you can adjust mid-range, you can adjust adjust the subwoofer, you know, the, the different volumes and different things like that. That's all adjustable. What's not adjustable is if you do decide that you want to crank it to get into something that it starts to clip and it starts to crackle or it vibrates a lot, you know, and you hear it vibrating whenever there's a lot of bass or somebody's talking, that kind of thing will happen at your house and it will immediately annoy the hell out of you. I can promise because it's happened to me. So that's the kind of things you want to do. So whenever you do look for one, you know, listen to it first, but don't just listen for, you know, how good it sounds in the store, because when you get home, it will be different. But that's the kind of things you want to listen for whenever you're in the store. So all in all, if you want to upgrade your sound system, probably the fastest and easiest way to do that is going to be with a sound bar. Now, depending on what type of system you have, if you only have just a TV, that's fine. You can do, you know, a soundbar with a subwoofer and you could either do arc whenever you plug in the HDMI cable or you can even do the optical audio cable, which is 
they're pretty you know pretty resilient as long as you don't bend them too much because that is a fiber optic cable it is glass after all so you can do that those are fairly easy to do they only go in one way still make a really really nice sound you know no crackling and the good thing with that too is no audio interference from other electronics because it's using light so that's another tip for those too so you can upgrade fairly easily the sound on your TV just by getting a sound bar. And not only that, but you can pretty much build yourself an entire cinema right in your living room just based on a sound bar and a couple of satellite speakers and a subwoofer. And it could be just like you're sitting in a theater at your house. And with everything that's been going on like that, right now might not be a bad idea to do a, a movie night in the house, you know, with everybody and just pop some popcorn and watch something on Netflix. But adding that sound bar and that subwoofer will make that experience a whole lot better. That I can promise you. So now we can quickly go through some of the ones that I picked that are a few different categories for these. And the first two I'm gonna do are gonna be solid for the price. And you're gonna notice a theme in here because a lot of these are Vizio branded. And it's not because I'm a Vizio fanboy, but it's because in this soundbar space, Vizio just happens to make some of the best ones you can get for the money. Is It's not a knock on anybody else. I mean, Yamaha makes great ones. Bose makes great ones. Sonos, you know, there's a huge amount of different manufacturers that make these things. But Vizio, for some reason, they, had, they have the formula. And to get a great sounding bar, with you know for the money they just happen to have they got everybody else's number for some reason i'm not sure why so we're going to start off with a couple of those and they're going to be solid for the price and these are going to be you know a normal decent uh decent price for these is going to be you know 150 to 170 and the first one is actually going to be the vizio v21-h8r this is a 2.1 sound bar and these run about 150 bucks. You do get the dedicated wireless subwoofer with it. I just got one of these not long ago, and to, after I got it tweaked up and tuned in, it sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, really, really good. Um, I do have one other one on this list also that I'm gonna tell you about in a little while, but this one right here, I've been working with for about two weeks now, and it sounds really, really good. It was a toss up between this one or an LG uh, version for the same price. And actually I got more features out of this one than I did the LG. That's why I went with this one. And I was not disappointed. I really was not. And the next one being, um, this is gonna be a twofer. And the other one, when I mentioned earlier about a shallow mount subwoofer, this one is basically kind of along the same line, but it's it. this is the one with the shallow mount sub. And this is the Vizio SB3621NS-H8. So it does have the 36-inch the 36 uh, soundbar with it. That's two-channel. And the shallow mount subwoofer. This one runs for $170. The other one with the regular subwoofer that I just got was $150. And I've heard both. And even with the shallow mount subwoofer, it sounds just about identical to this one and they both sound really really good so either one of these would be a really good choice just if nothing else to get started 
Now, moving into the budget category. So if you want to try getting a sound bar for something different and you don't want to break the bank, which most of us don't anyway, but for less than 100 bucks, 99 bucks, you can get a Vizio SB362AN-F6. This is a 2.1 soundbar system, but it's actually all built in. So this is the one that I was talking about earlier that has the built-in subwoofer. This is the other one that I have. And to be honest, this thing still blows my mind. And it's a 36-inch bar. And it, granted, it is thicker than most of the soundbars. It stands probably two and a half to three inches thick. The edges kind of make it makes kind of a trapezoid shape like, you know, the, the, the ends are kind of shaved off to the sides a little bit, but it has the built in subwoofers with it. And I was really wondering about it whenever I when I bought it the first time and when I got it, I actually caught it on sale. So I got it for less than this, but it still surprises me to this day that how much sound and how much bass actually comes from this thing. Now, you can put it flat underneath the TV or it does come with wall mounts that you can mount it to the wall to where it just looks like a, you know, a big bar uh, under the TV. Or you could put it over the TV if you really wanted to. Kind of depends on how you have it set up. But no matter how you do it, the thing sounds amazing. I mean, it really and really it really and truly does. Has the wireless remote with it, has Bluetooth, all of that stuff built into it so you can, you know, stream from your phone. But just the sound quality out of it is, I mean, I, I've heard, I haven't heard much like it, you know, in a long time. So if I can find one for cheaper that would sound better, I'd go with that. But right now, as far as an all-in-one with a built-in sub, you really can't beat that one. So that's why I got it on the list. Now, if you want to go cinema quality and you're building a balls-to-the-wall home theater system, you want to go with the Enclave Audio Cinehome Pro system. And that's a 5.1 system. It has the the 2.1 sound bar plus all the surround sound satellites and a subwoofer. And it's $1,500. But with that, it does have DTS, Atmos, all of that stuff, plus a lot of home integration, a bunch of different things going on with it on top of all the speakers being wireless. That's the trick. Every single thing in there is wireless. You hook up one connection to your home theater unit or you know whatever your source is for your audio out. And that one little thing that's about the size of a, a Roku Express sends out the signal for all the speakers. So that's the big wire thing with that. You don't have to run any wires. And to be honest, after running wires before for surround sound systems, I, I'll 1500 bucks is actually probably about right for, that'd be about the the price I would say, you know what, I really don't want to run any wires for that. <laughs> I'd be perfectly happy with just paying a little bit extra for that. So I think the price point is actually right on that. Now next we got the, what I'm calling the crazy sound from the small package. And what this is, this is the Vizio Elevate sound system. And if you want to get into Dolby Atmos sound, this is going to be probably one of the best ones that you can find. And what it is, it yes, it's a 4.1 system. So you do have 
the sound bar at, at the front under the TV, and you do have two satellite speakers and a subwoofer. But being that this is an Atmos sound bar, there are actually speakers on the side of the sound bar that will actually flip up, and you can watch them rotate up to shoot at the ceiling to give you that Dolby Atmos sound. So this is, and granted, this is going to be, it's, it's up there, it's pricey, it's $979, but for a true Dolby Atmos experience in your house, you can't get too much better than that one. And last but not least, I'm going to leave with the best mid-range soundbar, and that's going to be the Sonos Beam, and it's $399, but really and truly, this is probably one of the smartest soundbars that you could get, simply because of the fact of you can add wireless uh, surround sound speakers, you can add a wireless subwoofer, you can add different things on top of that. It also comes with Alexa and Google Home built into it, so you can pretty much play just about anything that you can think of, stream music, stream off your phone, and the best part is it's in a very tiny package. It's only a 26-inch soundbar, but even though it is a 26-inch soundbar, it still sounds like a full-size bar and the the wireless aspect that you can actually just add speakers to it you know as you want to that's just a that's just a bonus so this is going to be probably one of the smarter ones that you could get and you can connect other sono speakers in other rooms also so besides all of the other satellite speakers that you could get in there you can do basically a home whole home audio system with this one sound bar and connect everything to listen to any anything in just about any room of your house so the connection options on this one are second to none and for 400 bucks that's not a bad starting point either so there you have it hopefully this podcast is kind of giving you a little bit of insight into not just what sound bars are and why you should get one but it should kind of give you an idea of what you're looking for and how to how to go about getting one that sounds great in your home. Now, if you want to check out any of the ones that I talked about, again, I do have everything up on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com in the show prep. Just look for this episode and you can find that right there. It's underneath the embedded player. Just click the show prep link and you're right there. You can also peruse the rest of the website and check out everything that it has to offer on top of the new Discord channel, like I mentioned earlier. So you can check that out also. But before we go, I have to do my little paraphrase of Elbert Hubbard, how I like to end every podcast. Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. You guys are amazing. Thank you for listening and sticking with me for this episode. It did run a little long, but you know what? A lot of good information in there. So thank you for listening. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.